Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all you elk hunters out there, Chasing turkeys is basically the same thing. I know the reaction you just gave me, but don't knock it till you try it and don't try it without OnX. The Hunt app will not only help you find new areas on public ground, but I use it to find out landowner info to get permission on private ground that I see birds on as well. OnX Hunt has a special offer for you. Use code CAL to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com slash hunt and find more birds this spring. Hey, I just sat down with the owners and operators of Maui Nui Venison. They're on a mission to balance access deer populations on Maui while giving back to the community and run a totally sustainable operation. For folks like me who want to get your own meat but aren't always successful, you can become a snack subscriber, get some Axis Deer sticks sent right to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I Venison.com and use promo code CAL for 20% off your first order. From Meat Eater's World News Headquarters in Bozeman, Montana, this is Cal's Week in Review, presented by Steel. Steel products are available only at authorized dealers. For more, go to steeldealers.com. Now, here's your host, Ryan Cal Callahan. The New Jersey black bear season has been derailed internally by people like New Jersey's Governor Phil Murphy, who just doesn't want it to happen. No other reason than that. Although the State Wildlife Agency wrote a black bear management plan and it is still technically legal to hunt black bears, a hunter cannot hunt because the 2021 black bear management plan, instead of being read, signed, and implemented, something that represents a ton of work compiled by state-employed staff, was dumped into the round file, aka the garbage can, instead of even being read. The commissioner of the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection just didn't sign the document nor read it. The reason being, they didn't want a bear hunt. Without a signed management plan, there can be no bear hunt, according to the New Jersey State Supreme Court. Despite black bears being present in all 21 of New Jersey counties, and despite that the only population data has come from the northwest counties, the reason for that being that's where you can hunt or could hunt black bears, that population was listed as growing, estimated at some 3,158 bears, which is the third highest this century, according to the Division of Fish and Wildlife. And, according to the New Jersey Herald in 2019, state residents reported 169 bear sightings, and a year later, in 2020, reported 349. During the same time, damage and nuisance reports involving black bears increased from 122 to 268. There will be no bear hunt. So let's talk about COVID. (sighs) 
One reason that sightings may have increased is that many people were stuck at home. Reduced traffic nationwide led to increased animal traffic nationwide. Conversely, when the masses headed back out on the turnpikes, across our nation, animal vehicle collisions increased as well. But what else happened during COVID? Americans were smacked across the nation with, if not actual food insecurity, the real idea of it. They could finally contextualize not having food. Many homes in America were very familiar with the reality of food scarcity and hunger long before COVID. But to middle-class America, the usual groceries were not available. The reality of a future where you can't have whatever you want became a real possibility. Hunting and fishing interest boomed because, wouldn't you know it, that is a way to get food. Bear incidents, ranging from bears being too close to children in the park, grabbing garbage and breaking and entering, spiked across the state of New Jersey. In Bergen County, bear counts increased from 20 to 75. Hudson County, 0 to 5. Gloucester County, 0 to 23. Middlesex County, 1 to 16. Sussex County, 274 to 504. Passaic County, 114 to 148. Warren County, 142 to 191. According to the DEP management plan, hunting is the method of population control for black bears, and black bears are averaging two to three bears per square mile, which is dense. Kind of like New Jersey's governor. Boom. Roasted. In the past five years, there have been 1,995 bears killed by hunters. And of those, 1,547 were killed by bow and arrow. Again, that information is from the New Jersey Herald. Great reporting over there. But because a small vocal population within New Jersey and the governor himself, who does not like bear hunting, Hunters in New Jersey cannot harvest great free-range meat, a renewable resource that grows very well in the Garden State, and the New Jersey Police Department has to be trained in bear conflict mitigation. Now, I've been to New Jersey only a handful of times, but I never got the impression that the time of a police officer would be better spent keeping bears out of trash cans. For the record, The state of New Jersey reported over 18,000 acts of violent crime, 118,000 acts of property-related crime, over 91,000 acts of grand larceny, over 16,000 acts of burglary, and over 10,336 stolen vehicles in 2019. For a state of over 9 million, maybe those are acceptable numbers to keep the folks in blue chasing boo-boo. That's the picture! As we know, even though Governor Murphy, who I am sure does not wear leather himself, refuses to sit in a car seat or on a couch made of leather, and does not consume animal protein, knows that black bears will still die, even if hunters can't kill them. These bears will be killed by cars, they will be killed every time a New Jersey resident refuses to bring in the garbage can or take down the bird feeder. They will be killed every time somebody leaves their garage door open and a bear wanders in. They will be killed every time they threaten crops or livestock. Only in this scenario, the state is paying for the killing. But again, in my opinion, throw all of that stuff out the window. 
bears are incredible animals. They should be respected. We should want them in our states. And we should be able to, along the lines of proper management, eat them. Bye-bye, boo-boo. This week, we've got crime, filter feeders, and Alaska. But first, I'm going to tell you about my week. And my week is, you know, full of twists and turns. If you are like many folks who wrote in a little caught off guard by the adult-targeted sex shop ad that's been running on the podcast, uh, you and me both. Not supposed to happen. Feel free to write in to businesscpa at iheartmedia.com and let them know that you don't want to educate your children as to how some adults may or may not practice the act of reproduction while you already likely have a lot to explain during this podcast to your children regarding the sexual reproduction of other animals. You know what I did the other day? What? I Googled murder. You Googled murder? Yeah. In other news, heading up to the fish shack this week. Going to do some angling for halibut, cod, salmon, certain species, but not all species of rockfish, scallops, sea cucumber, urchin, seaweed, shrimp, and crabs bringing the dive gear, the fly rod, the rain gear, and cash. Because everything is expensive in Alaska. This go-around, I'm bringing my mother up. If you want to know something really cute, her mother, my grandmother, gave her $140 before she left Billings in order to pay for any packaging or shipping required to bring Granny back some fish. Grandma used to tell a story about catching a halibut in Alaska I think it'll be super fun if mom can pull one up too. Really been looking forward to this one. It has been far too long since I've seen the fish shack and Ma and I have never taken a trip. You'll get a full report on this one. I'm sure it's going to be interesting. In other news, and this is one thing I have honestly had a hard time talking about, I am picking up Snort the first week of August. She's been back where I got her from, in Wisconsin, Riverstone Kennels. She's been doing some serious bird dog training. Main thing I wanted to happen was a force fetch or controlled retrieve. What that is, is when a dog picks up a bird or a bumper or toy or what have you and brings it to heel or your side without dropping the item, they only release when you have a hold of the item and say release or give or whatever you like your command to be. That way, a wounded bird doesn't go running off out of the duck blind or back into cover. And, you know, you get to keep efficiently hunting, which is why we trained these lovable beasts in the first place. There's an old school way of training force fetch where you associate pain with an empty mouth by literally pinching an ear or a toe or applying an electric shock to the dog when they do not hold an item you tell them to. This is not what I wanted for my dog. But Snort needed some consistent training in order to master that control. Josh at Riverstone provides this service amongst everything else, and it's pain-free. They associate good things, happy things, with controlled retrieve, not anxiety and pain because you don't have something in your mouth. I have always trained my own dogs, but this go-round, I just as you will hear the excuse from dog owners who do not train their own, haven't the time. It made much too much sense to send the dog over to Josh 
but I still feel like uh, yuppie living in Bozeman. Anyway, we are going to make up for all this time apart by hunting our butts off this fall. You can look forward to a whole lot of snort report in the near future. A lot of people think that getting life insurance means you're insuring yourself for yourself, but it's actually the exact opposite. It's insuring yourself for your family. So if something happens to me and I'm not around anymore, I can have more peace of mind that my family can have some financial support. And that's where Fabric by Gerber Life comes in. More than once in my life, my journey, people have described me as an independent person. And that's how I want to stay even when I'm dead. That's how I want to be remembered. That's why I have life insurance. Fabric by Gerber Life is term life insurance you can get done right here, right now. You could be covered from your couch in under 10 minutes with no health exam required. If you've got kids, and especially if you're young and healthy, the time to lock in low rates is now. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash cal. That's meetfabric.com slash cal. M-E-E-T, fabric.com slash cal. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. Pay attention here because this is a hell of a good service. It's called the Wellness Company. Picture this, okay? You wake up, you got a scratchy throat, you're all congested, you got a runny nose, you got a cough, whatever, and you weigh your options like you tough it out, get sick, take time off work, Try to get a doctor's appointment sometime in the next few months. Wait two hours at urgent care and sit in a room full of six sick folks. Or you open your medical emergency kit. You match your symptoms to the doctor-recommended prescription. And you start on the right meds right away. These medical emergency kits, not a first aid kit, all right? It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. So, on hand, strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in there. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash meat eater, but you got to use the promo code meat eater. 
That's promo code Meat Eater, okay, at twc.health slash meat eater. Over to the crime desk, the Flora Division. For the first time ever, federal investigators have used DNA evidence to solve a case of tree poaching. Richard Crone, research geneticist for the U.S. Forest Service, took samples of timber that two men had sold to a sawmill in Tumwater, Washington in 2008, then compared those samples to stumps of illegally taken big-leaf maples in Olympic National Forest. At trial, Crone showed that the likelihood that the two samples were not from the same tree was one in one undecillion. For the non-mathematicians out there, that's the number one followed by 36 zeros, which is pretty darn unlikely, I'd say. Some people would probably still play those odds in Vegas, but you're not going to win there, just like these folks aren't going to win in court. This is me. This is how I win. To get an idea of what this finished wood looks like, imagine Jimmy Page on stage with his sunburst Les Paul. The top of that guitar is made from big leaf maple. That clean, figured appearance makes the wood very sought after for furniture and instruments, which in turn makes it worth a lot of money. The tree poachers, Justin Andrew Wilkie and Sean Edward Williams, likely would have gotten away with the theft if not for the large forest fire that brought investigators to the area, a forest fire which the poachers also caused. According to court transcripts, a colony of wasps had built a large nest in the base of one of the trees the men wanted. And after insecticide spray didn't kill the wasp, the men doused the nest in gasoline and set it on fire. The resulting blaze got out of their control and burned 3,300 acres, destroying dozens of big leaf maples in the process and costing Washington State $4.2 million to extinguish. Gotta sell a lot of guitars to make up for that. A silver lining to this part of the story is that big leaf maples do pretty well after fires, and in many places their populations can actually increase after burns. That's not to excuse Wilkie and Williams, who still pulled this stolen timber out of the woods despite the chaos of getting stung by wasps and being surrounded by an out-of-control fire, but rather a reminder to, you know, take your good news where you can get it. Anyway, this was almost certainly not the first time the pair and their accomplices had stolen trees from the Olympic National Forest. They had developed a system of scouting at night, stripping a section of bark to determine if the wood had what it takes to make it valuable, then felling the trees, prepping the wood for sale, forging timber-cutting permits, and selling them to sawmills. But with this use of tree DNA, maybe the Forest Service can create a genetic library like fingerprint records and catch the Douglas fir poachers we talked about a few episodes ago. Perhaps there could even be a TV show about forensic tree detectives, a new spin-off of CSI, but the C will stand for coniferous or canopy. You know, you'd watch it. Anyway, moving on. Scientists with the Plymouth Marine Laboratory over in the United Kingdom have developed a new system for using blue mussels to filter microplastics out of ocean water. Longtime Week in Review listeners will know that the filtration ability of mussels can be way too good. Zebra mussels remove so much algae and plankton from lakes in the Midwest that there's no food left for the rest of the bottom of the food chain. The resulting water looks crystal clear, but becomes void of life. 
The authors of the Plymouth study were not worried about the muscle's ability to pull the microplastics in through their siphons. After all, part of what makes microplastics so destructive is how easily they are ingested and become absorbed into the tissue of animals that eat them. For example, when the crab species Carcinus manus eats microplastics, the stuff gets embedded in the crab's respiratory and digestive system. Several species of fish have been shown to get microplastics caught permanently in their gills and have reduced oxygen absorption as a result. Even other bivalves, similar to blue mussels, get plastics stuck in their systems and lose digestive and neurological function. But with the blue mussels in the Plymouth study, the microplastics went in one end and, you know, out the other, with none absorbed into the tissue of the mussel itself. Even better, the plastic didn't come out in the same tiny particles. It was either captured in the mussel's poop or clumped together in what the scientists called biodeposits or quote-unquote pseudo-feces. Imagine, you know, like walking your dog one day and somebody being like, hey, can you pick up that poop? And you're like, oh, that's not poop, that's pseudo-poop. Basically, poop pellets made up entirely out of plastic. Anyway. Both forms were big enough to be captured in simple nets, and so scientists are now piloting a program to deploy large trays of mussels near sensitive marine habitat with net receptacles underneath them. Every few days, the nets can be pulled in and the slightly more macroplastics safely collected. The Plymouth team has demonstrated that 300 mussels can filter out a quarter million particles of microplastics an hour reducing the level of plastic in a body of water by up to 25%. If the first trials are successful, muscle filtration systems might expand in other parts of the world in the next few years. Possibly the best result of these trials, however, is that I might get to use the term pseudo-feces a lot more from here on out. Moving on. A couple weeks back, the Biden administration announced that they are reinstating the 2001 roadless rule for the Tongass National Forest in southeast Alaska. The process for exactly how the ruling will be implemented is still ongoing, but we know that the previous administration's exemption of the Tongass will be overturned. I won't go through the entire history of constant back-and-forth battle on this issue. The timeline put together by E. Thomas Donald Jr. in his January 2020 MeatEater.com article does a great job of laying that out, but we can say a few things for sure. First, the Tongass, 9.3 million acres of old-growth forest, is the largest intact temperate rainforest in the world, and we should do everything we can to make sure it remains healthy for the long term. Second, it has historically been hard to make logging in the Tongass make economic sense. Government subsidies of the timber industry have often far exceeded the revenue generated by logging. So this is not necessarily a clear case of unfettered access by industry being good for the economy and protections being bad. The Tongass has also become an enormous draw for visitors, including hunters and anglers, which bring those dollars into the local economy. Third, however, timber ecology is a sophisticated science and responsible extraction can take place in many kinds of protected habitat without necessarily destroying the entire ecosystem. It is the case that clear-cutting in the mid-20th century damaged the Tongass and led to erosion that dumped sediment down the bedrock into rivers, and that did a number on fish populations. But, 
clear cutting is far from the only way timber can be harvested. In the battle to win this argument, the roadless rural proponents can, in my opinion, lapse into absolutism, and that can obscure what would be best for all stakeholders. And lastly, the edge habitat created by responsible logging can be fantastic for wildlife too. Moose, deer, bear, other species thrive in that mix of remaining large tree and lower undergrowth. The Tongass is an incredible place to hunt and fish, and its areas with mixed terrain can be especially good. So, inevitably, the fight over Tongass will continue at a fever pitch. Alaska Senators Murkowski and Sullivan, Congressman Young, and Governor Dunleavy have all expressed their opposition to Biden's decision, and no doubt there are many, many more lawsuits to come. But as the sides continue to shout at each other, I hope hunters and anglers can maintain some nuance on the issue. Moving on to the Stinky Beach Desk. Over the past several weeks, hundreds of tons of dead fish have been washing up on beaches up and down the southwest coast of Florida. The massive die-off is the result of a so-called red tide, when enormous blooms of the algae species Karenia brevis deprive waters of oxygen and spread a neurological toxin to marine life. The scene has been very grim. Shrimp boat captain Tolliver Tucker, who has completely converted his operation to hauling away dead fish, told the Tampa Bay Times that the fish carcasses are packed so tight in coastal canals that swarms of maggots have appeared on them. He said, quote, These canals are sick. It's devastating. I've thought about crying. The event has impacted saltwater fishing across the region. Florida Fish and Wildlife has made the season for redfish, trout, and snook, catch and release only, in Pinellas and Hillsborough counties through the fall. In a video made standing on top of a heap of dead fish, the local fishing guide Tyler Capella said, The stocks are just on the rebound, and now they're being smashed again. This is going to affect the fishery for years and years. Snook are in especially rough shape, as this is their spawning season. Several boaters have reported finding dead breeder snook full of eggs. Red tides have a long history in Florida. They have been reported as far back as the 1700s, and the first Spanish explorers in the area reported fish kills in the area that's now Tampa Bay. But the severity of this year's bloom almost certainly has something to do with the Piney Point fertilizer plant in nearby Manatee County. You may remember back in April when the Week in Review reported on this cracked wastewater reservoir that was on the verge of collapsing. To avoid a catastrophic breach that would have flooded the surrounding neighborhoods and businesses with 480 million gallons of wastewater all at once, more than 200 million gallons of the stuff was released bit by bit into the Port Manatee Bay between late March and early April this year. This water was loaded with nitrogen and phosphorus fertilizer, which almost definitely fed this current algae bloom, making it much, much worse. So it makes sense that the owners of the plant should be on the hook for the damage to the fishery, right? Unfortunately, the entity that owns Piney Point, HRK Holdings, went bankrupt several years ago. And so now, John and Jane Q. Taxpayer has to pay to solve the problem. So... Pretty much all we can do in this current mass in Florida is do our best to clean it up and hope conditions in the region change to bring an end to the bloom. But this is the reason why vetting new development is so important. There are plenty of responsible mining and logging and fertilizer companies out there, 
and these irresponsible actors give those industries a bad name. But once a project like the proposed Pebble Mine in Alaska or Twin Metals Mine near the Boundary Waters gets underway, wildlife habitat and the American public can end up taking on all kinds of risks they never signed up for. Which is why we have those calls to action. As I've said many times, it doesn't matter who is in office, you can't sit back and hope that your interests are represented. You got to make those phone calls. You got to send those emails. That's all I've got for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to tell you all about Alaska. Remember, fall is coming on. If you have a need, maybe one you don't even realize, for a new set of lopping shears, a clean, quiet, powerful, battery-operated chainsaw that slides right underneath your truck seat. You'll never know it's there until you need it. That tree, that dead tree over the logging road as you're trying to get up to hunting camp isn't going to stop you. You're going to cut it out of the way. If you got that vision, check out www.steeldealers.com and find a reliable, knowledgeable steel dealer near you. They'll get you set up. And most importantly, let me know how I'm doing and let me know what's going on in your neck of the woods by writing in to A-S-K-C-A-L. That's askcal at themeateater.com. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you next week. Hey, if you guys like to cook outdoors and you ought to, you should check out the Weber Slate Rust-Resistant Griddle. So this is a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned with food-safe oils and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge, reaching all the way up to 500 degrees. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate rust-resistant griddle. Hey, I just sat down with the owners and operators of Maui Nui Venison. They're on a mission to balance access deer populations on Maui while giving back to the community and run a totally sustainable operation. For folks like me who want to get your own meat but aren't always successful, you can become a snack subscriber, get some Axis Deer sticks sent right to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I venison.com and use promo code CAL for 20% off your first order.